Listo. Vamanos. Everybody, let's go. <sighs> Come on, we can do it. I know that we can do it. All right, I'm going to have to somehow bring more energy than Evan's bringing right now. That's going to be tough. That's impossible. Hello and welcome to the Mock Stars podcast. I am one of your hosts, Evan Kunai, and I am here with two of my favorite people in the whole world. First, we've got Jordan Garcia. Hello, and thank you. Hey, Jordan. Hello. And we've got a special guest again because Christopher Ritter is in Hawaii. We've got Kyle Morrow. I'm back. What up, Kyle? He's back. Thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you. I will say the way you introed that, it made it sound like Ritter is not one of your favorite people. <laughs> and now now that he's gone, <laughs> I have you get to him. sit down with two of your favorite people. It's going to be awkward next, <laughs> next time we were like, now that Ritter's gone. <laughs> he listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but Ritter's in Hawaii, so, you know. Enjoying himself, getting the sun. We, we got to get this uh, set review in. This is the final installment of our Phyrexia. All will be one. We're kind of behind the times. It's already out a week ago. We got to get this shit out. But this does give us like good insight into like how the set plays. I think like you yeah. got to see it develop a little bit to like be able to give a full opinion. So. And we're less of those turn and burn, just follow like news cycle kind of guys. We're seeing how these things play out. Like we're starting to see how they're permeating into standard, you know, yeah. how like what uh, the draft format looks like as a retrospective after maybe three weeks, you know, pre-release plus a few more weeks of drafting. So I, I think there's a lot of benefit and value to, you know, kind of taking your time. It's kind of seeing how the, how the cards fall, if you will. Yeah. Everyone just picks it up, says they're what their surface thoughts are. And now we've had time to like develop our thoughts and really create something special with this set review. Yeah. But if you like this show, if you like the mock stars, be sure to subscribe hit the like button, ring that little bell. And if you are listening to us on podcast platforms, thank you. Thank you so much. Share it with your friends. Mucho preach. Mucho preach. Uh, Today we are talking about multicolored and colorless. So we're bundling these two together. So we might not just stick to our old formula of like two rares and mythics and two uncommons and and commons. We just want to Uh, talk about some cool ass cards. That's the key here. We don't want to talk about every card. We just want to talk about the coolest cards or on the flip side, cards we fucking hate. Yep. So let's kick it off. Kyle, what do you got for your first? Oh, we're starting off with something I hate. Yeah, already. let's go. Okay. What you chewing on right now? The sword. Ah, oh, the sword. Oh, the of- sword. We were literally <laughs> just pitching before we recorded, so we had to record so we could start pitching. Remember, oh. our average runtime is four minutes, so you better get this thing quick. <laughs> uh, the sword of Forge and Frontier. One, I don't love the name. Yeah, it's actually uh, kind of trash. Uh, let's I see. Like, like any other sword, who said they like it? Not me. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, some fourth person here. Like every other sort of, it costs three colorless. At least they didn't change that. I know, right? It's an artifact equipment still. Um, <laughs> equipped a creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from red and from green. Mm, seems right in line Finally with what swords our, nice, our, nice. Our, our, So far, a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever equipped a creature deals combat damage to a player... Exile the top two cards of your library. You may play those cards this turn. You may play an additional land this turn. Equip two. Ooh, that seems very in line with what swords do. Uh, yeah, it's pretty swordy. Um, there's one more line of text that's very important though. It's at the way, way, way bottom. What's that? What's that? Oh, the, the you on may, the border. 
Scott Murphy is what it says. Scott oh, Murphy? Yes. Who the fuck is that? Who are you, Scott Murphy? And why are you making sword art? Who are you and why are you not Chris Ron? Yes. No why? offense. No offense. But you're trash, dude. Like, this is just not Chris Ron. Why'd you make this techno like, hexagonal sword? I know he's a toy sword. One, yeah, the sword kind of sucks. And two, the art sucks. And three, why is it not Chris Ron? It looks like it's made of plastic. How, what are you doing? How did we get to two it left is. in the cycle? And all of a sudden, they're like, not Chris Ron doing yeah. this. Yeah. The thing is, Chris Ron did artwork in this set. Yeah, it's not like they freaking <laughs> doxed him or anything, bro. Like, he still works for them. Yeah, it's like, Chris Ron, if you can hear this right now, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> What's going on? Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really hope he does, like, an alter, like an alt art later on. Yeah. Ugh. Like, there's only... Like that was secret layer, maybe? That's the only That'd thing I could think of, was, like, the only way that, like, they rep... rep I don't know, make reparations for this, is have him do a secret layer with all the swords in more epic fashion. Like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this thing... This Whoever this Scott Murphy is... Just it looks look, like a cheese knife. It does look <laughs> like a cheese knife. It's fucking stupid, It bro. just looks like he tried mimicking the the vibe of all of the other swords he, that have ever been. Right. He's like, like, I got big shoes to fill for some fucking reason, so he put all of the other seven swords up on the wall in front of him and, and tried made to make it Kroger. Yes. Yeah, made a yes. Kroger brand. This is fucking. Sp- uh, I'm from the Midwest. This is a Spartan brand. This oh, is a I'm fucking sorry. Spartan brand. Uh, a great value. Sword. Yeah, I was about to say overall, just great value. Yeah, <laughs> the Walmart brand. <laughs> this uh, uh, well, now that we've gotten past talk- the, the artwork and we've been, all right, that's clearly the thing we're pissed off most. One hundred percent. I still don't like the effect. Okay, it's tell, lazy. It tell me why. Lazy it's effect. boring. Okay, one. Poor it is, K. It is protection from red and green. Two two colors that have artifact removal to begin with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to do it. They had to finish the cycle. They have to finish the cycle. But you would think that something within this sword might protect itself, mm. or try to, or make it somewhat harder, or make a bigger problem on the board. That's the thing. Is like with these swords. It's so hard to live up to expectation, and once you add an additional line of text beyond it, it no longer yeah they have to follow the format. Well, yes, but like all you do is get to card advantage. That being said, yes, it is very low stakes kind of card here. Yeah, I mean, feast and famine. uh, What? How would you rank the swords? Like, like no, not all of them, but I mean, like (laughs) feast and famine is top dog. Like, which ones stand out as the best? Feast and famine is always top dog. Yeah, no question. Yep, war and peace is great. Uh, fire, uh, fire and ice. ice. I think fire and ice is better than war and peace. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And steel. I, you know, even mm. um. Uh, truth and justice. Yeah, truth and justice truth is proliferating so really in great. this set. Crazy. Yeah. So, as far as the effect goes, I get what they're doing, and I guess like it makes sense in the two colors. You impar- impulsively draw cards. That's red. red. And you get to play an additional land. I'm so bored of seeing red exile the top two cards of your library. You may play them this turn. That is the thing that upsets me. 40 times every set for the last 10 sets straight. It is not the fact that it is not powerful because getting to see two extra cards is... Which, decent, like, commander speaking, like, decent odds of it being a land. Still, yeah, still a great effect. And being able to play an additional land each turn, that's probably the weakest part of the card for me. I wish it would it had done a little bit more. Like how many times do you cut in like uh, you know, gross bio or like any of those just like plan additional like the one off plan additional land effects? Yep. It's just not maybe I think that they could have they could have done something to like scale it up in power and let's just play a little custom magic here. What if the green thing, the green effect was add 
mana to your mana pool of any one color equal to the power of the creature. So it would add minimum two power. I love that. And then you have the mana you totally. need to play the two cards. And you it just doesn't like fizzle so. until exactly. you know you get it to the, your end step. Yeah, 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 yeah. That for me makes that card play. I mean, yeah. I mean, we have like a direct comparison of what green has done in the past on a sword. It's sort of feast and famine. It's the best fucking one. It untaps all <laughs> of your lands, and now you're getting to maybe hit an additional land drop yes. when this deals combat damage. Yeah, yeah. And I think Hearth and Home was, again, and this, like, we are seeing... Shout out Hearth and Home. Yeah. yeah, it's still great, but it's still, like, falling down as far as, like, our expectations for swords. It doesn't do all that much. I think it is significantly better. It is a lot better. Than because it guarantees you a land. Correct. And, and it flickers. And yeah, it and flickers, flickers, which is such a high ceiling of potential value there. The know? expectations for this were... Honestly, I don't think the expectations for the red and green sword were that high, but no, they were much it, higher than what they actually printed. They actually delivered on <laughs> us thinking it was going to be the worst sword, and they so, made us right. Yeah, sword they, of yeah. Hearth and Home is more synergistic with this set than this. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yes. 100 fucking percent, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, they don't think about things like that. Uh, that would take too much effort. Overall, do we do we just hate this card? I just hate this card. I hate this fucking card. I, I, don't, I have every single sword. I'm not buying this sword. Well, I was literally telling Evan like the other week when we, I found out that this wasn't Chris Ron. Like, what if you wanted to have all of these swords? Like, if you're a collector, yeah, they look you great. Have next to each Soul other. Cycle, and all of a sudden this sticks out like a sore thumb because it is some other guy. This looks like fucking Doodle Bob. And I, <laughs> right. And he's got, it's gotten so much hate that I I am almost positive, almost certain that Chris Ron is going to do the last yeah, one. Yeah, like if he'll you, do the Demir one. He yes, looked too. at like Feast and Famine. That's fucking SpongeBob. This is Doodle Bob. But worse. It's just like, you can't hate Doodle Bob that much. Yeah, it's trash. All, All right. right. Next card. Right, next card. On. I want to talk about one of the most exciting cards from the set because I love when this happens. I love when people undervalue a card. Like, they undervalue it, and then all of a sudden, it's $40. At the launch, Atraxa Grand Unifier was a $5 card. It is three and then a green, white, blue, and black. So seven total mana. Yep. Legendary creature, Phyrexian Angel. Has the classic Atraxa keywords, Flying Vigilance, Death Touch, Lifelink. Seems good. When Atraxa Grand Unifier enters the battlefield, reveal the top ten cards of your library. For each card type, you may put a card of that type from among the uh, revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And then it includes that one little, like, Little reminder text that includes artifacts, battle, creature, enchantment, instant, land, planeswalker, and sorcery are card types. So Still no word of a battle is. No word. We have no idea. We only theorize. But Atraxa, historically, very, very powerful entity within the Magic's, Magic's universe. I think it has been eclipsed in a way outside of Commander. Like, this is the first, like, four-color legendary creature that we're seeing uh, that is not sp specifically printed for a commander set. Right. So it is... Standard legal. Standard legal, modern, binary, blah, 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 all yeah. the way down the chain. So the cool thing about this, reanimation's a thing. Yep. I think that's what everybody forgot and was buying it at $5. Yep. It is an enter-the-battlefield effect. So you can potentially reanimate this for one mana, two mana three mana and you're still getting a crazy good amount of value regardless of how much of your hand you have to spill out to like do that to make that happen 
This enters the battlefield and refills your hand with potentially seven cards. So it's potentially draw seven. And in the past, we've known that to be incredibly powerful. The other thing that sends this card over the top is how many colors it is. It is four colors, green, white, blue, and black. That is important because every free spell requires you to exile a card of that color as its cost. So force of force of will, force of negation, uh, force of despair, like all these uh, effects, all the evoke creatures. Yeah, from I was going to say uh, solitude would be yeah. really damn good. Solitude and even subtlety. It, it is most notably missing red, but red doesn't have any great like force of effects. We don't need red. No, and, and like if you're playing Fury or whatever, you exile something else. Like it, you're not going to miss this card anyway. So. Atraxa, in alt other formats, is now making waves because it is, one, might as well be pitched to a stronger ability to like stifle your opponents, to a force of will or uh, what have you, something of that effect, and two, becomes one of the best reanimation targets that you could possibly have in the game. Card advantage plus a 7-7 seven, seven flying vigilance death touch lifelink. Mm -hmm. So it eats like Murktide regent. It eats so many like potential threats yeah pretty much anything that anybody else is going to be reanimating you will have the bigger badder bitch it is it is the biggest baddest bitch yeah so super stoked on this card i think that initially when it came out everyone looked at it and was just like seven mana god so much to spend on this and the effect i niv reborn does more than this right you know and this yeah i, I think that like that card saw a lot of play in modern as a reanimation target and this is going to see even more play yeah archon of cruelty when it first came out i really didn't think anything of it i drafted with it i didn't think it was going to become nearly as expensive as it did i thought it was going to be such a good card two or three dollar card it's fucking great you reanimate that and it's just jeej it's yeah. so freaking good so it's just this is a better version of that would you yeah. put atraxa in the command zone though no okay Nope. Uh, I mean, it, yes, in ways. I think that play to win. Plus those guys are great. They're great. We love you guys. Um, they built, like, they always do this, like, best CDH commander from the set. And they did a food chain build for it because it doesn't matter. You know, it's just infinite mana. And so you just flicker. You basically just cast a Traxa 100 times and you pick up your whole library and then play Thassa's Oracle and win the game. That is not particularly interesting because any creature that says ETB draw a card, do it does that. the same yeah. fucking thing. Yes. But I will say that it's a four color option, which you don't typically get. Uh, and especially in these colors, the only other one that existed or exists is four color Omnath because he's yeah. also a food chain. And I'd say these are just better colors for it. You get access to like access to black here with uh with Atraxa versus Omnath. Tutors are pretty good in black. I think. Yeah. So it gets you where just you're just a going. little a little bit faster. Yeah, you just lose like Breach, Dockside and Squee and you get Vampiric Tutor, Demonic Tutor, Ad Nauseam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's still really good. Uh so yeah, that's all the things. If you guys have uh any more like ideas on what attracts could be used for, please feel free to leave a comment down below. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right. I got some shit I want to talk about. I'm going to start with colorless because I'm saving my my juicy colored guys here. Um, I first want to talk about Mirren's Safe House. I think this is going to be such a silly, fun little card. Um, it kind of reminds me of that black 
creature necrotic ooze, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, that gains all of abilities of creatures in graveyards. Graveyard, correct. So this is an artifact for three mana, uh, and it says as long as this is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all land cards in all graveyards. Uh, I don't know what this can be used for just yet, but it reads really good, and I think you could probably do some broken shit with it. Oh, totally. Uh, obviously, you can do the mana abilities. You can, uh, I mean, you could even have like a Gaius Crater out, tap it, sack it with something, and then tap this for that ability. But then it's just, I think there's so many other crazy cracked abilities on lands these days that that's what I'd be looking for. Like, tap this, exile this, pay five mana into this. I mean, treasure vault, that seems pretty sick. That's true, yeah. You could just feed a, a ton of colorless mana into this and create a million treasures. Yeah, so I... And, you know, Treasure Vault is a land that already sacks itself. So maybe this is the second time you're doing it. You and know? let's be clear. It is a lot easier to go for infinite colorless mana than it is to go in for infinite colored mana. That is very true. Yeah, Treasure Vault is one of my favorite ways of filtering uh, colorless infinite mana to colored mana. I think it's super cool. Uh, but I think, yeah, sky's the limit on this. Just go look at tons of cool broken lands and see what you can do with them. It's costed very similarly to a mana rock, like... Um, but has true. way, way wider of... of spectrum on what it can possibly do that's a good point like nykthos yeah like yeah. i would definitely be targeting lands of tap for more than one <clears throat> right right nykthos is awesome ancient yeah. tomb uh i'm thinking also you know um like uh phyrexian arena wasteland or not phyrexian arena phyrexian the, altar or not altar uh, uh tower, tower. Firexon Tower is great. I think like Wasteland because it's, it's a land that you're sacrificing to destroy something and now you get another three mana Wasteland essentially. True, true, true. You know, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, getting a sack outlet, getting, you know, just having the utility to be able to destroy things. I These are the kind of cards, the kind of mechanics that make me like scratch my brain a little bit, make me a little more interested in magic again. You know, want to do some kind of weird building to figure out how to break this. I really wish it just said it had all activated abilities of all land cards and all graveyards instead of saying as long as it's on the battlefield. I play custom magic in my brain too much, but I really wish you could have this in your hand and it would have the channel ability. <laughs> I don't think that's too broken. That's a little broken. That's not broken. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I do like that it's in all graveyards too. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely benefit off of your opponent's... Um, like milling themselves or whatever so whatever goes you know what's funny is this can also be a fetch land hey uh, that's actually pretty good too. that's actually yeah it could be a three mana fetch land wow pretty good all right actually that's not half bad that's a fun card okay that is a fun card i think we've talked enough about it though kyle what you got next card is staff of completion yes costs three mana colorless uh or generic um it's an artifact with Tap this, pay one life, destroy target permanent you own, or tap this. God, you chose the most tapped on card. <laughs> tap, pay two life, add one mana of any color, or tap, pay three life, proliferate, or tap, pay four life, draw a card, and lastly, <laughs> pay five, uh, <laughs> five mana, untap staff of completion. There you go. Uh, it's so many goddamn words. So many things. But so are the is the staff of domination. Domination. Thank you. That uh, this is obviously replicating. Yep. It's like not as good. It's not as good. I like this card though. I like it. I like the Phyrexian option. You know, the Phyrexian alternative. I think that is the caveat. Is you get slightly less quality effects, but you get the option of paying the life. 
yeah, where this is a much more pre- precious resource, I think, with uh, the, you know, sta- uh, Staff of Domination, infinite colorless mana, like we just said, a lot easier to generate than infinite colored mana. So Staff of Domination, clearly just the, the combo outlet for whatever deck you're playing. This, you can't necessarily do that it's a lot harder to gain kill that. yourself if you do it right? yeah yeah i don't so, know i love using life as a resource totally <laughs> yeah. just drain me all the way down <laughs> this is like this is definitely a commander card i don't i don't really see it being like played in in many other formats you need a lot of time to build it up and make it happen yeah when you get to three mana your plays have to start meaning more and this doesn't necessarily do that for no. you uh i would say that if you're playing anything into proliferate Tapping, paying three life, and proliferating is probably the best rate we've seen because of its, its how repeatable it is. I was about to say that's what I was going to say. I would use this to proliferate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's better than uh, contingent engine if for that. Like hundred percent. Yeah, for Cost, that costing is way better with so many other options. Right for when you don't need it. Yeah. So you can. Yeah. It's like pay four tap contagion engine at six mana to get it onto the battlefield. It's Ten this, mana to proliferate for the first time. Yes. Twice. Yeah. So and then this is uh eight mana to proliferate twice right with again uh, the upside of drawing cards you know doing multiple things if you have tons of mana yeah it's very flavorful in the way that tap pay two life add one mana of any color it's just saying tap add one phyrexian yeah i didn't even think of that i like that so yeah i think the proliferate thing is probably the the strongest thing on here even though drawing a card is also very it's the best mechanic in the game uh paying five to untap also, like, not absurd. I think you get in the late game in limited. This is going to take over the game. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, drawing cards, all that stuff in a 1v1 where you're just amassing so much value uh, is pretty freaking crazy for sure. <sighs> Trading four life for a card. Not great, though. Not great. Evan, what's your next one? Ooh, I'm next. Uh, I'm actually going to go with an uncommon in the multicolored section. Spicy. Ooh, Ooh it's Slaughter Singer. Great name. Green and a white. Yeah, great name, great artwork. Uh it is a yeah, a green and a white creature, Phyrexian cleric with toxic two. Whenever another creature you control with toxic attacks, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Now in white, I sang the praises of another lord, Incisor Glider. This is along the same lines, except this does have toxic two. Mm-hmm. It does not require corrupted. And whenever another creature you control with toxic attacks, it just gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, like full stop. So all those mites you're creating, this is like... Yeah, that's pretty good. This is a draft bomb. And when I was looking at the set, when this whole stuff was like spoiled, I was actually like my preferred deck was going to be green, white. Like if I pulled one of these, I was going to be ecstatic because I wanted to play white really, really bad. Clearly the strongest color in the set, but I thought there were a lot of really great green cards to support the strategy um that i was looking for so i read this and i was like wow this actually kind of making your mites tutus yeah it is actually stronger than it looks can we just talk about the art and how that is a cleric (laughs) and not a horror (laughs) it's a phyrexian cleric yes phyrexia has tons of clerics and they're all terrifying. Yeah, this one's got ribbons from its <laughs> cape thing. And it, <laughs> is that not like it looks like bone at this point? Uh, yeah, the, it's porcelain. Yeah, it's porcelain. Thank I'm you. sorry. <sighs> exactly right. It's that Phyrexian vibe. Yeah, it's like it's got like porcelain armor plating with like fleshy red banners hanging off of it. 
Uh, Again, just reiterating the art and the lore and the flavor on the set. Awesome. So good. Ultimately, why I love this set. Yeah. Mechanics. (laughs) Ooh, flavor text, too. After giving in to the thrill of the hunt, he could never again return to the quiet of the Basilica. Nice. Yeah. All Uh, right. Yeah, not much more beyond that. I think Toxic is really strong just with contained within the set. Yeah. So Notably, this is one this of those flag post uh, uncommons as well So yes. for, the, for the draft. It's one of the gold borders. Um, okay, I'm talking about another colorless. I've just been hot on some of these colorless ones. They're kind of fun for me. Um, Soulless Jailer. It's two colorless mana for an artifact creature, Phyrexian Golem. Love to see that we're getting some more Golems. Get some Golem love. Uh, it's an 0-4 with the ability... Static ability, permanent cards and graveyards can't enter the battlefield. Players can't cast non-creature spells from graveyards or exile. Okay, so this is really fucking good. It reads like a Graft Digger's Cage at the same mana on a creature. We know Graft Digger's Cage is good. This has a few notable caveats, though. Uh, you can still cast things from graveyard or from libraries. Stuff can still come from libraries. Um, and this shuts down things from exile where I don't think Grafdigger's Cage does. It does not. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is this is a sick-ass Winota card because this is a two-mana non-human with a mega stacks piece written right on it. Yeah, it is It is one more mana than Grafdigger's. Grafdigger's oh, one. Fair enough. Yeah, one colorless, enough. but... Still, yeah. Uh, yeah, so two mana creature that's going to trigger with Noda the turn she comes down and is a massive stacks piece that stays out of your main game plan, which is what I was worried about when I first read this was like, oh, if this is just Grafdigger's Cage, that also shuts down Winota. I think like we're, we, like we see the lines, right? We play competitive magic. We have dabbled at the very least in competitive play. And one of the most popular strategies is Underworld Breach. Totally. Yeah, I do want to talk about like how many things this stops. Yes. Underworld Breach is crazy. Yeah. It is. I think we've been talking. I think Underworld Breach is probably just the best win condition in the game at this point. Um, it's just so resilient, so freaking good, and also, also great value. Did you know it was two mana? Uh, two mana and a zero four. Yeah. This is, uh, this is pretty freaking awesome. And... Um, it also stops food chain. Oh, it does. Oh wait, uh, no, uh, no, no, it does not. Oh shit, non-creature not, spells. No, yeah. All right, I thought it stopped like that's, multiple wind conditions. Well, that's where I was going to be like, wow, this really could have been strong because it, they're they're not trying to do the Dranith Magistrate thing again. Like I think they realized how harmful that was to their most popular format. <laughs> but it says or exiled, not from like from anywhere other than your hand. Like, they, they lost on Dranith Magistrate because the warding was so ambiguous. Oh, you're true. You're Where, right. If this yeah. just said pl- permanent cards in graveyards or exile cannot enter the battlefield. Like, that's all you need to say yeah, or for players, the same effect. Players can't cast permanent spells from graveyards or exile. Exactly. Yeah, Either way, yeah. yeah. And But this also, notably, because it's not casting, this stops reanimating. This stops the super popular reanimating strategy you're talking about. I know, like, uh, Portal to Phyrexia is fucking everywhere right now. This two mana stops that. Nope. Stop it. I wish it it shut down Food Chain in addition to it, but, hey, it's a two mana card. It does a lot of work. It, like, it would actually be... For me, I would consider this in almost every deck. If it had shut down Underworld Breach, and it consider in it, I would consider it if it shut down Food Chain. Too. I just don't know why it couldn't have said that. 
like yeah. Dranith Magistrate is one of the white, right? And it does the most anywhere from thing. Yeah, it's like anywhere from other than their hand, they yeah. can't cast things. So uh, yeah, so I still think maybe Winota considers it. It's pretty interesting. I know you love this card because it's a golem. I love me you, some golems. I don't know why. Yeah, you had built a golem deck. I just love me some golems, yeah. and like there was just not <laughs> enough love and synergy and strategy for it. So it's like one of those card types that is getting more love lately. Like, yeah, this set, this set's show, yeah. showing some golems. They actually, uh, I think there's maybe a golem commander. I don't know. So yeah, ultimately, the flavor text on this card is is the best part about it for me. Lock the door and eat the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I almost forgot to read that sick ass flavor text. Yeah, and the artwork is pretty crisp too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, try it out. Let me know what you uh, stacks lovers out there think about this card. If it's good, is it bad? We'll see. All right, Kyle, let it rip. What you got? I have a eight drop. Oh shit! Legendary artifact creature Juggernaut, Graz, Unstoppable Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Whoa! I love that his type is in his name. I was gonna say get know, used right? to saying that word. Juggernaut. I, know. I was about to say <laughs> in the text. Oh well, let's just say also one second. It's a seven five. Word. Juggernauts. You control attack each combat if able. Juggernauts you control can't be blocked by walls. That's very relevant. Yes, very relevant. Jesus, so far so good. Other creatures you control have base power toughness three five or five three and are juggernauts in addition to their other creature types. Okay, so eight mana, one relevant line of text. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm used to one mana, three relevant lines of text. We got what we were asking for. We got what we were asking for. Yeah. No, we asked for that our eight mana things do more and our one mana things do less. Yeah, this actually does less. This does less, less than what we were asking. Yeah, for. yes, it does. <laughs> um, it says all creatures you control are five three juggernauts. Yeah, other, other creatures. So, I mean, it just makes me think go wide one ones. One hundred percent. Like yeah. mites. Yo, Might. my mites are five threes, dog. Uh, except this is colorless, and mites are most notably only produced in colored format unless she yeah. well get all your one drop artifact creatures out have fun with that deck let me just see if i'm wrong here i'm gonna do a quick survey you guys can go ahead and talk about this yeah i mean commander seems like probably not i don't know i thought this would just be a fun little like very low power deck oh yeah 100 low power deck it would be fun a colorless commander deck a colorless commander deck i like that we're getting some more options for that yep. i do like that um and I wonder if there's just there's got to be enough garbage like one two mana creatures. Oh yeah, that you can turn into I five mean, threes. Mirrors. Uh, what else? Soulless Jailer. Soulless Jailer. Shoot. Thopters. That actually. Boom. Good. There we go. Those are actually colorless. There are no colorless options that create mites. Oh. Super unforge. That is unforge. Tray unforge. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I also saw this card. It's not very good. No, it's not. But it is funny. It is. I don't know why they decided to make this. I don't know how this fits into the lore. They should have made it an elder juggernaut. Because <laughs> most notably, the elder dragons had seven powers, so you could punch somebody three times and they'd lose the game. There you go. Yeah. Should have made it an elder. Ah. Damn. Yeah. 5 3, I think, is interesting. I think there's something there. And if you're a psycho, go play this colorless deck. I would rather see it in a not commander kind of focus deck. I think if I looked at this and I happened to pull it out of like a pack, here's the thing draft and. Uh, sealed for this set 
games are often over by turn four or five because you have to have such a reliable curve. Like where Brothers War lasted a long time, there were a lot of power stones, and this would have played really, really well into that. But if you're able to get to this at eight mana, the turn it comes down, it turns your entire board into five threes, you're likely winning the game. So that's where I see its power. I just like... I mean, I guess I don't need to make an argument this is a bad card. We all know this is a bad oh, yes. card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like one more mana is Portal to Phyrexia. And I was just like, you need to have a board to make them five threes <laughs> where you don't need to have shit when you play Portal of Phyrexia. It'll give you everything you need. Yeah, but we're, we're also realizing that there's more reanimation than ever for non-creature permanents like coming out that is justifiably definitely costed. playing with that idea more yeah so 100%. portal to phyrexia is never safe when it's in the graveyard it's always an option you always feel like it's going to be come out on the battlefield yeah so this if i saw it in the graveyard it'd be like sweet <laughs> it's not portal of phyrexia it's, lit it's staying there there's you're no reason get, to bring that out you're getting two five threes <laughs> got it five threes, that's it <laughs> all right uh that's a fun one my next little doodad here I chose Ovika, Onigma, Onigma, Enigma, Goliath, five Ooh. blue and red. You're deviating a little bit. This is one of the commander ones, is it not? Yeah. Th- well, this is this is from this main, main set. It's in the main set. It oh, is really? the main set. Yeah. Word. It is a legendary creature, Phyrexian Nightmare, with a 6-6 six, six, with flying and ward, where you have to pay three mana and pay three life. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create X-1-1 red Phyrexian goblin creature tokens where X is the mana value of that spell. They gain haste until end of turn. See, this does not read like a main set card to me. This reads like a commander deck exclusive card to me. Like Purely. 100%. Where is ward coming from? Where else in this set is there ward? Uh, let me just do a quick scan. <laughs> like, there's, uh, yeah, right, just off of what I'm seeing here, there's maybe like, one other oh, card okay. in the set. It's with just Ward. like so contrarian to like what the rest of the set feels like, like stylistically, mechanically. I don't know. It seems very interesting. I'm still looking, but I don't think there are any other cards with Ward. Uh, so you're right. It does like very much. This is the problem. This is the beast that has been created with the game. Is uh, Commander drives the market. So you know they want to make you feel like whatever pack you're opening, you're going to get some sort of value. Yeah, every for... set has something to pique the commander interest. Oh, right. One dinosaur has ward. Oh, that's right. The Tyranax Rex yep. has ward. So there's two really big bombs in this set that have ward. Very high on the mana curve, but uh, notably, uh, when you cast a non-creature spell, you create X one one red Phyrexian goblin creature tokens with you know that gain haste until on a turn. This does, you know, equal to the mana value. Yeah, equal to the mana value. Yeah, so that's um, pretty sick. A lot of these free spells that are cast by exiling a card, Force of Will, would create you five goblins. Yeah. All of a sudden, your board's looking real wide, and it would be a damn shame if someone played an eight mana juggernaut. And- <laughs> <laughs> now that's a sick little yeah. include in the Ovika deck. Let's yeah, go. it's right on curve. You're five, seven mana, <laughs> eight mana. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Just some high comp <laughs> magic. So um, we saw this again. I've seen it play a couple times now. Uh, it goes off. Like once you establish the Ovika on the board, it has its ward is big enough to dissuade anybody from targeting it. What is the ward again? It is three mana and three life. Yeah, that's pretty big. It is. It is big. It's one of the higher costs of ward that I think I've like ever seen. Yeah. The only other thing is like uh, the Tarask that's got like oh, ward eleven. Yeah. This is a a shark yeah. typhoon that makes 
uh, a bunch of creatures instead of one creature, and it has protection, and it flies and attacks it by itself. Yes, that's uh, pretty hot. Yep, I I think once you get your uh, once you get your roots planted here with Ovika, there's not a lot of hope for anyone else at the table. I think you instantly become like the arch enemy, like where other ta- other players are trying to combo off. Maybe not so much, but it does say a lot about like I have something in my hand that's going to create me a bunch of goblins, and then when it comes around to me, once I survive, I will kill you. Yeah, uh, it definitely reads like a red blue control deck. With crazy fucking top end in the command zone if you're playing commander or whatever. Notes of aggression, you know, uh, notes yeah. of a, an aggressive of a, an aggressive strategy. Yeah, I don't ever see like myself casting. If this is my commander, I don't see I would ever cast it unless I had like force of will, force of negation. Uh, yeah. The setup for this is huge. Yeah, it was uh, like uh, fierce guardianship, you know, totally some way to protect and get that immediate value at the same time. Otherwise. Just spending seven mana to watch this guy die is going to be sad. Yeah, mo- like I used to, like I still play Zakama, and Zakama is nine mana, right? And it feels really, really, really bad when it gets countered because you have to devote so much of your strategy to getting it out on the battlefield. Where like this is seven mana, it's close enough, right? You're still putting a lot of resources into getting this out there. And if you're going land pass, land pass, land pass, you're never going to get there. The game will have pretty much ended by the time you got there. Yeah. So there's a lot of like luck involved. Maybe not, you know, just there, a portion of your deck has to be devoted to consistently ramping to reach this mark. And then you has still have to have the resources left over in your hand to protect it and generate goblins and win the game. So like yeah, it's not an amazing card. Rhystic, it's not an amazing deck. Ristic Study is like the best card in the deck, you know, for this because it keeps your hand full. Yeah, like, you want a is it control shell? Yeah, it is you, a pretty generalized, figured out deck at this point. Just you with a even, kind of different payoff. Yeah, you could even play Arcane Laboratory, dude. I think that's like a great spot for this deck. Yeah, like percent. You want to just destroy or counter the one thing that comes out each turn until you ramp up and bide your time. Everybody's yep. exhausted, and then you're like, all right. Ovika, and then you know, then you just really take over. It's the Niv Mizzet strategy, just a little different, fresh flavor, a yeah. little update. It's pretty great. Kyle, you got any thoughts on this guy? I don't know. I'm not a red. I'm just not a red player. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like non-creature spells that much. Yeah, it's hard for me to dabble in. <laughs> that's this so yeah. funny because <laughs> we. Just, that's all I play. <laughs> I just don't like you know I hate sorceries, instants. Mm, it's not my thing. That's fair. Like non-creature that's so why the game of magic is so exciting it's cool that this interacts with planeswalkers I shout out and enchantments the first artifacts. thing i thought with this one was like in a fun like nightmare deck like ashiok oh sure right but that's just kind of a flavor deck at that point yeah fun. it is a weird color for nightmare it is well yeah you'll usually have black oh this would be sick if it was a grixis commander Ooh, that would be yes. lit and i would actually be it hyping was, this up way more yeah, i would have brought this card up now if this was seven mana with grixis i wouldn't be like, sh- i wouldn't be shutting up about it at all i'd be playing this card all yeah the time. this would be your new commander yeah 100 percent. yeah shark typhoon uh sort of like set the standard it said hey i'm really freaking strong and then they said well i'm gonna put it on this creature that's legendary yeah. you have in the command zone yeah because we had like metallurgic summonings and i think one other option and then shark typhoon came out and was like oh this is significantly better mm-hmm. and then there's this which is significantly worse yeah. but uh i think it will still not see any playability 
Not really. Yeah. It, it, we've we've seen too many creatures come and go. There's so much like that comes in, excites us for a, a brief moment. Metal wise, then, Shark Typhoon still runs. Yes, runs the fucking game. Yes, like being able to cycle it and get just an arbitrarily large shark based off of how much mana you have. It's too good. Yep, and one less mana. Yeah, and it's what yep. the control decks want. Where I don't know if this is where the control decks want. I do a control decks want a six power flying seven mana creature. Not usually. Usually only in the command zone. And yeah. you have to be able to get Yeah, and if that's if you're playing that format. I'm just thinking like yeah. in general, I oh, don't think it comes okay. out that much. Um, we got we got like one more card each. I got much. one more card, and I'm hyped to talk about it. Mostly because the art's sick as fuck, and I'm gonna buy it soon. Uh it is Tyvar Jubilant Brawler. Um I am hot and horny for these planeswalker. Yeah, you are. <laughs> these manga planeswalker black and white arts, I think are so cool, so over the top, so outlandish, and that's what I really love when uh, like Wizards started experimenting with alternative arts. So I really like looking for those like crazy, cool, unique styles. Fits my personality. It fits the personality, dude. And I find more nowadays since we are so on the proxy train that like I only want to buy cards to collect them. I want to buy only buy cards because I think they're sick as fuck, and not because like I need to build yet another deck because I don't need to do that anymore. Right. So I'm looking at buying the whole collection of the Phyrexian Step and Complete Foil uh, Planeswalkers, and I think they look dope. Anyway, point aside, let me get to Tyvar. Um, he is rad. He's Tyvar Jubilant Brawler is one black green for a three mana Planeswalker. Uh, you can activate. He has a static ability saying you may activate abilities of creatures you control as those those as though those creatures had haste. Which is awesome. So we now have a uh, thousand year elixir on a planeswalker. Tyvar loves dorks. Tyvar loves dorks. Uh, historically, elves, you know, uh, this gasses up those creatures because now you can tap all your mana dorks immediately. And so I love those that kind of play pattern where you're just play a mana dork for one, tap it for one, use that mana to play a mana dork, tap that mana dork for one, and you just kind of chain as much as you can. Yeah, I think this becomes a crazy brawl deck. I would love to try this brawl and how flavorful that his name is jubilant brawler. Um, not only are we done with uh, abusing freaking mana dorks here, his plus one is untap up to one target creature. So now you're playing a mana dork, tapping it, untapping it, tapping it again. The turn it comes out. Now all of a sudden one mana mana dork is producing you two mana on the turn it comes out. It's pretty freaking good. And that's, you know, that's kind of the floor there. There's so much more this guy right. can do. Um, so many activated abilities these days. I'm thinking like Yisan, you know, how often does your Yisan die before you get summoning sickness dealt with? Sure. All of a sudden, now you're getting two Yisan activations the fucking turn it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Is- yeah. As long as you can keep paying for it, it's great. You're yeah. getting those verse counters stacking up. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, you know, sky's the limit on this guy. Super cool. And it, it honestly brings something interesting to green that uh, I just don't, there's not a lot of interesting things in green for me. Yes, it's green, black, but I really like this. Here's the black part. The neg two, mill three cards, then you may return a creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's also pretty freaking dank. It's really good. So again, we love those elves. We love those mana dorks. They died or we just want to get more. Mill your library, reanimate, keep it going. Guess what? When you reanimate it, you get to tap it immediately. Yes. <laughs> it just reads like a really good card. It's a three-mana Planeswalker, which historically is pretty goddamn good. Uh, and it's not like broken. It's not Oko by any means. But I think in the right deck, this kind of puts in a ton of work. And it's a value engine that's just going to keep the deck going. I love the Neg 2. 
And the next two is crazy. Yeah, mostly because they're like they've been nerfing this effect uh, over the past couple sets by saying like mill three cards and then you may return a creature from among them. Yeah, mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This nope. just says nope. Something that's two or less in the graveyard. Welcome back. It's neg two reanimated two drop. Yeah, and that's where like two or less. I think about this in the way that um, like Jund decks want this. Super Jundy. What's Carter. the best two drop in the game? Best two drop in the game. Probably Dockside. Probably Dockside. Probably Dockside. I would imagine reanimating Dockside is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, in like, let's say a Corvold deck that wants this or like wants Dorks so you can get to Corvold faster. Yep. You can mill three, reanimate a Dockside, sack it to whatever ability, or you can play a Dockside, ramp, sack it to an ability, play Tyvar, reanimate the Dockside, and then just sacrifice all these treasures you're making and draw a ton of cards. And that is what Corvold does. That's pretty Jundy. That's Jundy. Yeah, I like this guy a lot. Very flexible. uh, Check out that alt art. He's sick, dude. His fist just throwing like right at your face. Oh, it looks so good. Super fist. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go buy the fuck out of this card. Uh, That was my last card, and uh, I think it's probably the card I'm most hyped on right now for this set, which is very weird for me. Yeah, Yeah, it's not really my, uh, my normal cup of tea, but I really think it's interesting. Kyle, what's your last card? That's hard to pick right now. I was going for the monument card mainly because I kind of like the sphere aspect. Hit me the monument. One second. Let me pull it up. Oh, uh, the monument to perfection. Yes. Monument Ooh. to perfection. Very flavorful. Monument to perfection. It's a two mana, two mana artifact uh, with a lot of text. Um, Jeez. It's always it's always my You love these things, dude. You like talking. There's a fucking I love novel talking. in here. <laughs> uh tap three and then tap the monument. Search your library for a basic sphere or locust land card, reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle. Or tap three, monument of perfection becomes a nine nine Phyrexian construct. Artifact creature loses all abilities and gains indestructible and toxic nine. Toxic nine. Activate only if there are nine or more lands with different names among the basic sphere and locust lands you control. Interesting. This is a road. Like you're like if you choose to play this and achieve it. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, going to take a while. Yeah, like this, it would be possible. It's terrifying. If Golos was still legal and commander that is very true you know but um i feel like they could have given it trample that'd be so broken (laughs) that's why we banned him oh golos yeah oh 100 (laughs) percent. yeah because he is very like he wasn't linear he was the opposite of that he could do anything and it just led to uh well less diversity in in the game in general five sure (laughs) oh everyone was playing golos everyone no but i think this is a really fun land i mean it creates spheres, you know. I think it's pretty interesting. The new new land types. It's a yeah. so following. I like to see uh, a card that follows its own curve or creates a curve for you. So it comes down on three and act or come down comes down on two and activates on three. I like that. That's really like seamless, very mana efficient, um, and especially being able to get a land off that. And man, you know, maybe guaranteeing the fourth land. You're starting to turn uh, to like get into the mid game there. Uh, I like that and. God, the I wish you didn't have to have nine different land names. That's awful. Yeah. And have to be a basic names. sphere and locust, which means you really can't have dual typing. Nope. No. Yeah. Uh, 
they really freaking nerfed this so hard. Like, I know they're scared of what they did with, uh, what is the field of the dead? Field of the dead. I get it. I get it, guys. But there's no world in which you were going to break this. Like, field of the dead was broken. Okay. So, uh, this is like, like, I love your point about creating an, a self sustaining engine, right? On two, tap on three, right? You get a land, it guarantees your drop. Because in limited in draft, like I had said, the games are fast. You need to be able to guarantee your curve and like guarantee your land drop. So this is a great tool for that. But you have to be realistic in and that un- is your only play <laughs> in understanding that is all this card will ever do for you. Because there is n- not there is no fucking way that you are ever you're playing five colors and you play every <laughs> locus and sphere card in this yeah. set you you have to play all of them not to mention you're paying three mana every time you want to go find one of yeah those yeah right oh yes. did i draw one well fuck i gotta go pay three mana to go get one so i can continue down this path of defeat like constantly losing the game why am i losing yeah essentially this is a five man or this is a rare card that says five mana Search your library for a basic land. Yep. And eight mana, search your library for two basic lands. Boomer. <laughs> you know, it's a, it gets it gets a little bit better as you scale up, right? The more you activate it. But it's one of those things where I said, man, this really could have used trample. Because if you did achieve it and it has toxic nine, you should win the game. It should have toxic ten and it should have indestructible <laughs> flying hexproof ward one thousand. Haste every whatever yes. thing, yes. Like if you pay if you actually get that trigger. You should just win the game on the spot. You yes. shouldn't have to turn this fucking thing yep. sideways. It should just say unblockable, hexproof, indestructible. Win. You yeah. win. You should win. just win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Even Maybe make it, it just says that. There's yeah. so many cards out there that just say you win the game. Okay. For less. For less effort than the, this. Very flavorful. Monument to perfection. We all strive for perfection, but we all know it's never achievable. There you go. Right, right on the money. <laughs> Mechanically so flavorful. All right. Uh, this is a good note to talk about, though. <laughs> yeah, the uh, last set of cards that I think is going to cap out our Phyrexia All Will Be One set review. I wanted to bring up a cycle here in the colorless section. The Skull Bombs. Yo, okay. Yo these Skull Bombs They're are, actually very good. Yeah, they're like really, really good. We didn't talk about these in our individual colors because they're technically colorless, even though their color identity speaks to whatever mana is in their cost. But These feel uh, like the bombs from older days scaled up to modern day magic. Yes. The spell bombs. Yes. Correct. So this is, yeah, these are actually like really good utility pieces. Even if it's just a one mana artifact that says pay one sack at draw a card. That's pretty good. As two mana draw a card. That's a clue. There's that's a clue that triggers a billion different synergies. Artifact enter the battlefield artifact, go to the graveyard artifact existing in my deck. And then having an additional ability that allows you to, you know, well, most of these just like uh, help you like recycle creature cards from your graveyard. Look at the draw skull bomb or uh, the surgical skull bomb uh, returns a target creature to its owner's hand. So it can be removal too. Yeah, these are where these start to shine for me. It's like these uh, secondary abilities are just so much better than some of the stuff we saw on some of the spell bombs. Uh, and very, a lot more relevance to today's magic. Yeah, I think the only one that doesn't really like translate to the larger picture is the red one because it talks about oil counters. But uh, everything else set specific is yeah. very yeah very set specific one. The other all the other ones are like very universal. Yeah, the black one draw skull bomb. You return a creature from your graveyard to your hand, and then you draw a card. Yeah, that's a two point a two card swing right there. Yep. 
I think you can even take away activate only as a sorcery, and these are still like not busted as hell. But I agree. Maybe maybe the surgical one because they don't want you bouncing stuff at instant speed to and drawing card. Uh, I don't know. Still, I don't think I want that's instant that. speed. Yeah. Still, don't think that matters all that much. Uh, I do think the Basilica Skull Bomb. I lost to that in draft, and I think there's you know maybe some potential in some decks. Uh, being able to give a creature plus two plus two and flying and drawing a card. The fact that you draw a card on on these secondary activations. That's not old school magic. That's modern magic there. Yeah. It feels really, really good. Yeah. You're uh, still getting the cantrip off of it. Yeah. This yeah, not only are these cantrips, they're artifacts. So like um there was a white enchantment from the set that I was really interested in, but I decided not to talk about it. Oh God, where is it? It's the veil of assimilation. Uh, such a great card, but whenever an artifact enters the battlefield, uh, target creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and gains vigilance until end of turn. So it's like, great. These little guys, just like, uh, even though they're cantripping, it's like, oh, sweet. I just gave my creature vigilance for the turn. Yep. Like, unreal, especially with the mites in the side. That card's great, too. And right. I told you I play Oscar, so I'm always looking at artifacts with activated abilities. Like you can return and recycle because this draws your whole library. It's drawing me cards, like and like um, I play a shit ton of garbage cantrippy bobbles, and uh, I would rather play the things that actually draw cards and have effects. What's the uh, what's that old school card that says? Pay for it or return an artifact from your graveyard to the bat. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Bomberman combo. What's oh, are you talking about? Oriac Salvager? Yeah. Yeah. Does Oriac Salvager go infinite with these if you can generate infinite colorless mana? Uh, or the infinite yeah. mana? I mean, loop? yeah, he, he recycles them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. these are... I, the spell, I will say the spell bombs have also... I use those in that deck for the exact same reason because it is another outlet for it. Right. Um, but, yeah, Oriac Salvager, Bomberman combo, you just get LED and him going, and then all of a sudden you start returning your skull bombs. You just draw your whole deck if you want. I wish one said ping because then it would be immediately in my Osgear deck. Uh, cause then that would be, that they, would be dirty. They really made red just like That's what should we say. dog shit. Why would we that. do oil? Like just do like two damage to something. Even one damage. You could be like two mana for one damage to any one damage target. draw card. Fuck yeah. yeah. I would take that. Boom. I would, that would be immediately going into Oscar. Yeah. Right. Um, but I digress because it's not and it's oil counters. So yeah. Like, funny thing is you probably wouldn't be able to kill the table with it either. It would, it still wouldn't be good enough in Osgear because you draw your whole library before you kill everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like 120 life you have to deal with? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very fair point. Yeah. Yeah, there's way better ways for me to win in that deck anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but they're worth mentioning because they're great and uh, they translate to multiple formats. Super cheap, generically good. If you're out there and you're playing Commander and you're playing on a budget, these are going to be great. Like Totally. Honestly, almost auto-includes. When you're talking about Popper, I think plus two, plus two and flying and drawing a card for three mana is like pretty good. goddamn good. The trample to get through with the green one is actually yeah. good too. Yeah. And no, I think there's some very good viability here. Yeah. So you trample, yep. Oh God. All right, guys. I this think we is, did it. Yeah, this has been a freaking journey. This is uh, our first set review. Guys. This is five freaking episodes, and we just did episode five. The six. Six episodes. There's five colors in magic. There's six. This is the sixth episode. You're totally yes, right. There are. <laughs> Kyle, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been yeah. great. We'll be sure to have you on again. Like we talked about, you are now enlisted by Jordan to do a deck workshop on Elishnorn. Oh, I'm so happy to do yeah. that. Maybe we have you on uh, when Chris gets back from Hawaii. We'll grill you on it. Hell yeah. You can talk about how much you hate the deck. I mean, oh, we do hate it. I hate. I love to hate it though. It's one of those decks because it's so powerful. It's so good. 
All right. If you guys love listening to the Mock Stars podcast. As much as we do. And Kyle does. Yes. And Ritter, who will hear this episode. <laughs> Eventually. You are one of my favorite people, Ritter. Don't get we mad. Love you, Ritter. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe to us down below. You can hit that like button, the thumbs up. It goes a long way for the algorithm, putting us in people's faces. And follow the link below, the link tree. You can follow us on Instagram and Discord. Join the server. And... Yeah, we're just going to continue going down this sick magic journey. We're, we're just growing as players every yeah. single episode, every single uh, new card that comes out. And every set review is going to be kind of kind of awesome. I'm digging this like this vibe. It's great vibes all the time. If you guys saw something that we didn't talk about and you want to talk about it, put it down below. Someone's going to win a sticker. Uh, that, that, that has actually expired, but um, oh, but it's oh, it's there's some hot stickers. I'm though. I'm unexpiring it. This is the next round. Oh, okay. The Jordan, next round of voting is in. Jordan's gonna send you a, next, a new. I'll pay for this round of shipping. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you later. Deuces. Bye bye.